Good evening. <laughs> Jesus is wonderful, isn't he? Amen. And uh, it's been wonderful to have that, that worship time, really wonderful to just be in the Lord's presence. And if you've got your Bible tonight, please turn to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Can I just turn, turn down slightly, I think? I might need, I'm booming or I might need to get the... Um, Hello? Hello. Acts chapter 3. And as we've come in tonight, I just sense this real expectancy. Amen? An expectancy for God to be at work in us, an expectancy for us to meet with him. It kind of has reminded me of other times in my life where I've been in meetings and there's just been the atmosphere of people hungry for God and people longing for the Holy Spirit to move. And I'm sure we're hungry and uh, massive... Uh, disorientation in our lives and everything feels like it's being shaken at the moment Uh, and this is a time for us you know because there's a lot of confusion and fear and and tiredness in the world and that's why I wanted to call us together as God's people uh, for us to be renewed in the Holy Spirit for us to uh, receive that refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. And that's why I want to read this scripture tonight. It's in Acts 3, verse 19. It's just one verse to cover tonight. And it says there, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Uh, And it's time for us to come to the Lord in a fresh way tonight. And uh, we're going to be looking tonight at freedom uh, from this passage. Tomorrow we're going to look at um, uh, healing. And I'm going to speak from Psalm 23 about how he restores my soul, which is something that we need restoration in our souls in this time. And then I'm going to speak on encounter on, on Tuesday night and from Ephesians 3 about really encountering the breadth, the height, the depth of the love of Christ and how that will bring refreshing to us as well. But tonight we're looking at freedom. And as we do that, I want to read out a word that I received from a member of the congregation uh, not long ago. Let's just let me read this out to you. While praying about these evenings, I felt reminded of the picture God gave me when I started coming to St. Mary's. I don't know if you remember me sharing this with you, but it was a picture of all the congregation sitting in the pews with their hands tied. I felt that there were strongholds and barriers that were holding them back in their walk with God. And I saw another picture of God snapping these ropes and setting people free. And at the hungry prayer meeting, I heard the words, uh, bring life to dry bones. And on a Sunday, I saw um, a large house with lots of rooms. All the doors were open, uh, and a part of one room, which was at the top of the ha- apart from one room, which was at the top of the house, and on the door was the word shame. And it was at the top of the house because the person hardly ever went there. And when they did, it brought great sadness and despair. The closed door represented sin of the past, which nothing is hidden from him. He already knows what's in the room, but he wants the person to come to him so he can set them free. 
and and that sense that these meetings that we're at these three nights will be a time where God wants to set us free from whatever prevents us from meeting fully with the Holy Spirit and moving deeper with God. And I just wonder whether that resonates with us. It may be, I mean, perhaps it is that word shame, or there may be other words that actually resonate with us as to something that might be holding us back in our Christian life. I wonder if you were to say, what might be holding you back uh, Hebrews 12 speaks about this, you know, the sin that so easily entangles uh, to, you know, the, the things that are holding us back uh, in our Christian faith and actually how we need to look to Jesus to set us free from those things. And God wants, God wants to move tonight and I want to give some plenty space for time for prayer because actually that's when we can find that freedom that God wants to give us. Uh, and uh, I want to give that space tonight. And as I've looked, you know, for me, I've done a lot of journaling over this time of lockdown, and a lot of what's in my own journal and my own journey and walk with God is how much I need. I'm longing for that fresh touch of God in my own soul, that I need revival. We need revival, but let it begin now in me. You know, there's an old hymn, you know, uh, Lord, send us revival, let it begin now in me. Gladly dethroning each rival, yield I my heart unto thee. Uh, and that's what I need. And uh, I'm sure many of us sense that sense of being conflicted, whereby we want more of God, but we still like to hold on to a lot of ourselves at the same time. Uh, I was reading recently the life of a man called John George Govan, who was a, a, who was a 19th century Glasgow businessman. And he wrote this. He said, I found the... He's talking about how he encountered God, and he said, I found that the complete giving up of self uh, was to flesh and blood a hard thing to do. And for a time, I was not altogether willing to be crucified to the world and to have the flesh with all its affections crucified. I discovered then that I cared a good deal for other people's opinion and lived a great deal for my own glory. But at length I was led to trust the Lord to save me to the uttermost from all sin and to take away the desires to live for any reign in the cleansed hearts of his children. Listen to this. So I yielded my heart to its rightful king. Hear that again. I yielded my heart to its rightful king. And since then my life in Christ has been quite different to what it was before. There's been such a sense of his continual presence. Of course, there's always temptation from without, but there is victory because he is within. I love that testimony. And I think that's what we need. We need that freedom that God wants to give to us. And it is by the Holy Spirit. It is by the grace of God. It is a freedom that we need. And that's why I'm focusing on this verse Repent then and turn to God. This is the path to freedom. It's the gateway to freedom. Repent then and turn to God. What was the last word that Jesus gave to the church? It wasn't the Great Commission. It was actually repent. Repent in Revelation chapter 3. Repent. Uh, And that's why in Acts here it says repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out so that times of refreshing may come from 
the Lord. And I want today to say, come as you are tonight. In, in, in a short while, I'm going to invite people to come forward. And I'm going to invite you to come and meet with the Lord and come and to spend time with God. Here at the front, we'll be worshiping a bit more. But just to come and, and seek the Lord and come and receive prayer. But also, it's not just passive receiving of prayer, but it's a leaning in. And saying, God, it's a, it's a holy desperation. God, I need you. God, light the spark of the flame of your Holy Spirit in my heart again. Lord, let me catch the fire again that perhaps has grown dim. And there's a few things just want to bring out from this verse. The first is that many Christians are stuck in sin. And that's part of the reason why we're not free. Because we're stuck in sin. And perhaps we're even indifferent to it, or perhaps we're indifferent to the compromises and the coldness that's often in our hearts. And we're not free because there's fear, there's shame in our hearts, there's pride or lust dwelling in our hearts. There's idols of selfishness and greed and ingratitude, unbelief. So many things. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, the, 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 the revivalist Charles Finney. There's something called the Finney List. And it's, uh, Charles Finney saw great revival in America in, in the 19th century. And one of the things he did was he encouraged self-examination. He encouraged us to really look into our hearts and see the strongholds in our lives that are actually holding us back from moving forward in our Christian lives. Because if we're, if we're holding on to our darling sins, we're never going to be going forward into the grace of God. And he, some of these are things that were on his list, uh, which I call the Finney list. Uh, unbelief, neglect of love, worldly-mindedness, envy, um, hypocrisy, uh, and so on and so forth. John Wesley had a similar sort of list. He used to ask himself, Many questions each day. Some of his questions were these. Am I a hypocrite? He used to ask himself, have I forgiven everyone? And that's a big question, isn't it? Unforgiveness can be like a ball and chain that, you, that we're sort of struggling. It's like trying to live a Christian life with the handbrake on because of unforgiveness. Um, it could, Wesley also asked, is the Bible, does the Bible live to me? These are good questions, aren't they? Is, is the, are the things of Christ real in my life? And it's because of sin. And we need to repent. That's what it says here in Acts 3. Repent then uh, and be converted. Uh, that's, this is the King James. Repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Uh, someone once said, we've become too casual with the holy God. We barely know. Friends, today, as the church of Jesus Christ, God wants to do a cleansing work. He wants to do a work of repentance. And I want to say secondly, so firstly, many Christians are stuck in sin. But secondly, r- refreshing starts with repentance. I think sometimes... One, one of the things we encounter is a lot of the time people are coming forward and they're saying, oh, Lord, do a fresh work in my heart. But still, we're, we're holding on to our sin. And, there's, and God hasn't got the clean heart through which he can move because it's clogged up um, 
we had a fault with our dishwasher just earlier. Caroline was amazing. She looked at the instruction manual, which I would not have done. And it showed us on our dishwasher, fault 11. <laughs> and it, was, it pinpointed exactly where the fault was. It wasn't going to wash any more dishes until that peanut had come out. <laughs> and friends, today for, the, for our Christian lives, some of us have got peanuts in the blocking the artery of the dishwasher. You need, and we need to get free from, we need to get free from the fear, the shame, the pride, the idolatry, the selfishness, the greed, the ingratitude, the neglect of God's word. We need to get free in order to move forwards. And, and for the church, this is why revival is always a movement of repentance. And it's always repentance unto life. Repentance is the gateway to life. Repentance is good news. Repentance is part of the grace of God towards us. It's not negative. It's glorious. Repentance leads to life. Uh, Repent then and turn to God. Repent then and turn to God. This is the last word that Jesus gave the church. And tonight I'm just going to encourage us once again, like an old-fashioned gospel meeting, to come to the cross. As, as believers in the Lord, you may have been walking with God 20 years, but tonight you need to come to the cross afresh and see your Savior dying on the cross and say, Oh God, wash me, cleanse me. If anyone, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Uh, if anyone sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. There is an advocate, there is a savior, there is a one who can bring full salvation and victory over sin. There's an old hymn, there's victory in Jesus, my savior forever. And there is victory. It doesn't mean we'll be delivered from any sin in the future at all, because we, we're still in a fallen world, but we can have the victorious Christian life over sin, because as John George Govan said, he lives within me. The temptations come from without, but we have Christ in us. He's, from, he's within. The temptations are from without, but he's within. And if we're, if we're giving ourselves to him, then it's through the Lord Jesus Christ, it's through the the gateway of repentance unto life and turning to God. And friends, if we've learned anything over these past 18 months, it's to turn to God. Keep turning to God. What would the prophets say to us? Any of the prophets, if we could line them up here tonight, they would come before us, God. But it's the doing of it, friends. Uh, And so we're coming for a cleansing, as David did when he came in Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Uh, you know, this is, this is the prayer that we need to be praying in these days. In these days of huge change out in the world, what God is looking for is men and women with clean hearts and pure hands. You know the story from the, the, the revival when in Psalm 24, uh, they were in praying in the prayer meeting and one of the elders who was praying in the prayer meeting, he said, you know, he, he looked to the others who were praying and he said, it seems to me 
ridiculous to be praying as we are praying and waiting as we are waiting when we ourselves are not rightly related to God. And he lifted his hands to heaven and he'd he'd read Psalm 24. He said, God, are my hands clean? Is my heart pure? That's what it says, says in Psalm 24. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who's not lifted up his soul to an idol or sworn by what is false. He will receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. That's what happens when you have a clean heart and pure hands. You get the blessing of the Lord. Anybody who wants refreshing, don't come for refreshing if you're holding on to your sin. It doesn't work. In fact, you'll end up disappointed, frustrated, and upset. Because you can't, we can't have, you can't have a clean heart and hold on to the world. Jesus calls us, he calls us to come to him. And uh, we're discovering more and more as we look at, and I see more and more of the world around us that's changing. I see more and more how bright Jesus is compared to the darkness of the world around us. As the darkness gets darker, the Lord Jesus Christ is even more glorious in our eyes and how much we need him. And so that's the second, you know, the, this refreshing, the times of refreshing actually start in repentance. It says, repent and turn to God that, so that your sins may be wiped out, that, that times of refreshing may come. Friends, there's got to be a wiping out before the refreshing can come. And I pray that God will stir in us that conviction of sin, that stir in us that holy hatred of sin. You know, uh, I was reading again, I've been reading a book about revivals in Scotland. I was reading about Robert Bruce, who preached in the 1580s. It says there he made an earthquake upon his hearers and rarely preached but to a weeping audience. Wow. Wow. That's what we want. May God stir conviction in our hearts. May God get hold of us. May God stir us once again. Uh, Do you know, uh, here's another story. This is a man called John MacDonald who preached in Ferentosh. Uh, It's a wee village up in Scotland. Uh, Once again, uh, I've been reading a book called uh, uh, Scotland Land of Revivals. That's why they all come from there. But let me read this to you. It says, a communion season in Uig, which is in Skye, in Scotland. He preached, this is this man, he preached with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. And a great congregation were smitten as by a mighty wind. And the people were laid prostrate on the earth with loud cries. Uh, the, the worship leaders sang, but the congregation was overcome with sin as wet with the tears of the communicants, as though they had been dipped in water. You see, that's when the Spirit of God comes and grips people's hearts concerning their sin. And there is a crying out to God. There is a, 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 a deep longing in our hearts. God, you know, the dearest idol I have known, whatever that idol may be, help me to tear it from your throne. And worship only thee. You know, we want to get out of our sin and get into Christ. That's what happens when we really want refreshing. Times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. It says there, 
Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And I'm, I'm nearly done, but look, we've got this thing about sins being wiped out and there's such freedom in forgiveness. And as I meditated on this, it just got better and better. You know, if you think about having a clean heart and what that actually, the experience of the clean heart, shame gone, fear broken, you know, lust broken in the name of Jesus. Your sins wiped out. A clean heart, right with God, clean hands and a pure heart. There is liberty there. There is freedom there. There is rejoicing there. There is victory there. There is Holy Spirit power there. That's when the the, the Bible speaks of joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's when the worship, you turn it, you know, you just take the roof off. And that's when, you know, it all comes into into alignment because the Holy Spirit is in his place. I love that, what John George Govan said, I yielded my heart to its rightful king. That's what happens when there is forgiveness. You know, Ezekiel 36 says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean and I will cleanse you from all your uncleanness and from all your idols, I will cleanse you, says the Lord. A new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. Don't we need new hearts, new spirit? And then he says, and I will put my spirit within you and lead you to follow my commandments. So today, friends, wow, there is such joy in knowing forgiveness. Your sin, repent then and be turned to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Wow. We We spend so much time sort of, meandering around our sin, tiptoeing around it, when we could actually just get rid of it 100%. That's the gospel. Amen. Jesus saves to the uttermost all who come to him by faith. His blood has made the foulest clean, and his blood avails for me. Isn't it wonderful? Um, that's, that's the rejoicing. That's where real joy is found, in forgiveness. That's why Jesus said, you know, those who love, who are forgiven much, love much. Because we've seen how Jesus has set us free. And then the last thing before we pray is this. It says there you're, uh, about that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Another translation says that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And I keep getting that song, times of refreshing, times of refreshing. You bring times of refreshing to my soul, and it comes from the Lord. It comes from Jesus. The refreshing doesn't come from, it doesn't even come from worship or prayer. It comes from Christ himself. It doesn't come from church, fellowship. You might, you might be in the best life group ever, but actually it comes from Jesus. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from entertainment. It doesn't come even from just reading your Bible. Jesus. Jesus. That's the answer. He says times of refreshing will come from the Lord. And that's where we need to go, to the Lord. He's the only one. And you know, I can, I've got oil with me tonight, but I could douse you in oil all day, but it won't be the oil. <laughs> it will be the Lord. It will be the Lord. And whatever you experiences you've had with the Lord in the past are wonderful, but it's today 
He wants to touch you afresh now. He wants to give you that presence of God and that time of refreshing today. Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Someone had a good word the other day about um, uh, it's, this God isn't leading us into a time of activity, but into a time of encounter. We've had so much activity, but we've had little encounter. And we need more. We need more of God. We need to see more of God. We need the times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. Let me just end with this scripture from Revelation 7. Um, just to just to allude it, talk about that for a little bit longer. Revelation 7, verse 14. Um, look here what it says about the people who are washed white. Um, verse 14. Oh yeah. He said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, They are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's how it describes those who have made their robes white. And who are washed in the blood of Jesus. It says that God himself. You see God will be their God. They will serve him day and night. Never again will they hunger. God will provide for them. And it says that the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And God will wipe away. This is a beautiful description of what happens to the believers when we get clean, when we get right with God. And that's the freedom we're talking about today, friends. It's the freedom of the victory over sin. Tomorrow we're going to look at healing and then and, and restoration of our souls because we've all been through such a lot. But, and then on Tuesday we're going to look at uh, encountering the love of God. But tonight, friends... We start with repentance. We start with, we start with uh, calling on God for freedom in repentance. Amen? Uh, should we stand? I think I'll, I'll stop there. I could go on, but I won't. You know I could go on. But Heavenly Father, it's so simple. It is so simple. And yet somehow, Lord, we, we manage to avoid it. It is repentance, faith, and Jesus. That's all we need. Lord, it's the, it's the Holy Spirit. So I pray, Father, now. I ask, Father, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will do such a, an earthquake in our church and in my heart and in the hearts of my brothers and sisters. Lord, release an earthquake of repentance, we pray. A tremor that will change everything, Father. A mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. So just let's just begin to, in your, in your seat, just before we come down, but let's just begin to meet with the Lord and say, God, compromise and into encounter with you, Father. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we need to repent. What do you need to repent of tonight, friends? 
We all need to come to Christ and say, God, give us clean hands and pure hearts. What is it for you? What do you need? What's the barrier? What are the walls that we spoke of this morning that need to fall in your heart? Because you could be a Christian for the next 20 years and keep the walls up and we'll still be here looking for revival. But Lord, do it tonight, I pray. Father, why, mustn't, why can't we have victory tonight? Victory over sin. And it comes through confession and repentance and faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And so tonight, I'm just going to make a simple invitation. and It's to anyone who is thirsty, anyone who is longing for that time of refreshing and wants to start with repentance. Repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And if that's you tonight, then just come right now. Just come stand with me here at the front and uh, if I could ask the prayer ministry team to come out